the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry it's women's month and the property pod is profiling leading women in south africa's commercial property industry this week's episode takes a slightly different slant as we chat to the South African-born CEO of Pan-African property investment company Grit Real Estate. Bronwyn Knight, formerly Corbett, has been leading the group since April 2015 when it was a relatively small real estate player listed on the Altex of the JSC and on the stock exchange of Mauritius. She co-founded the company in 2014. With investments in Morocco and Mozambique initially, Delta, as it was initially known, then became Mara Delta and in July 2017 changed its name to Grit. Since then, it has grown into an $800 million property counter invested in eight African countries outside of South Africa. Grit listed on the London Stock Exchange in July 2018 to access international investors. This big move eventually saw it delisting from the JSC in July last year. Bronwyn has played a critical role in the growth of GRIT and taking it into international investors. In fact, she is speaking to us today from Dubai. Welcome to the Property Pod, Bronwyn. Thanks, Serene. Bronwyn, how did the GRIT story begin back in 2014? You were a co-founder of the group, but you were also CFO of JSC-listed Delta Property Fund at the time. Yeah, thanks, Serena. I think the opportunity came about is that there were a number of real estate REITs in South Africa looking at offshore exposure. Um, A lot of our counterparties were going into Eastern Europe, they were going into the UK, they were going into Australia. And because we obviously were on the African continent, um, obviously South Africa, I always have to remind people, is part of the African continent. We thought that we would look at the opportunity sort of across the African continent. Um, and that came by one, understanding and, and sourcing partners into these regions. Um, and then also looking at the growth opportunities. So Africa, as we know, is emerging market. Um, and real estate in emerging market, um, the growth story is, is obviously, it, you know, it's, it's from here to here. Um, and I personally was extremely excited about looking at what we've done in South Africa from a commercial real estate perspective and from a capital markets perspective and understanding how to take that into the balance of the African continent. Give us a little bit of context in terms of the scale of the group today. Where in Africa is GRIT invested and what properties does it invest in? Maybe expand on the investment case of GRIT. So Serene, the investment strategy of GRIT stands true today as it was seven years ago. So we want to invest multi-geography, outside of South Africa, multi-asset class. We want to provide real estate solutions to global tenants that have to be in Africa for their own growth stories. And when I started this business seven years ago, we were a property portfolio of $100 million. Today, we sit over $800 million invested in eight African countries outside of South Africa. And our predominant asset classes focus on commercial real estate, light industrial, office, corporate accommodation to the embassies, hospitality to some very large conglomerates, um, and retail. And today, our major investment sits in Morocco, it sits in Ghana, it sits in Mauritius itself, 
into East Africa, into Kenya. So I wanted to be able to create a strategy which today holds true that we have investment into North Africa, West Africa, East Africa, and SADC. And that what we're doing is we're following different um, countries based on different economic needs and that our real estate we were invested in and are invested in would speak to that real estate or that economic need. So like in Mauritius, we invested in hospitality. So that's the investment strategy. And about 75% of our revenue is from 15 tenants. They are all multinational, all global tenants. They have to be in Africa. They're sticky to Africa, which means whatever happens from an emerging market perspective, these tenants remain strong in these countries. And that is our investment strategy to be real estate partners to these global guys that are in Africa today. Bronwyn, it would be a remiss of me not to ask, um, within the context of COVID-19, you did mention your hospitality business. You are headquartered in Mauritius. You don't only have investments uh, in hospitality in Mauritius. Uh, I think last year it was you bought uh, the Club Med in Senegal. How are you dealing with the stresses that the hospitality industry is facing at the moment? So as you correctly said, I mean, I um, I live on an island, so I'm based in Mauritius. I've spent five years. I've moved the entire business out of South Africa so um, we spend a lot of time, obviously, in Mauritius itself. So 25% of the portfolio is invested in Mauritius, which is predominantly hospitality, being Beachcomber and Lux. And what we've seen is that we've seen in March of last year, um, from a COVID perspective, Mauritius closed its borders, which, as you can imagine, is, is quite dismal um, and, and quite a shock to a region like Mauritius, who relies heavily on tourism as part of the economic development. Um, so where we sit today and where we sat then and where we sit now going forward is that we, because we sit on Beachcomber and Lux counterparty paper effectively, Beachcomber and Lux are the largest employers of staff in Mauritius to contextualize the importance of those two groups within the context of Mauritius. And whilst, it, one, it was a shock to the economy, secondly, we had to give these guys sort of cash flow holidays, we did, never had to discount rental. And also on the basis that because these groups are so substantial in Mauritius, both groups were recipients of very large government funding. So the Central Bank of Mauritius put $2 billion aside for the hospitality sector. So that assisted with them paying our rentals. So whilst we own hospitality, we own the bricks and mortar, um, the actual tenants take the operational risk. But at the end of the day, you still have to work with your partners. And there's still a realism that there are actually no tourists on the island. So whilst we had to give them some form of, you know, um, cash flow support, at, at the end of the day, actually to date, both groups have substantially caught up all their historic rentals. Mauritius only opens its borders effectively from the 1st of October. So it just gives you the idea of how much pressure is on a lot of the countries, but countries like Mauritius itself. So yes, it's been difficult and yes, it's been challenging, but the strength of that underlying tenant and because those tenants are so key in the market that they operate in makes them very good real estate tenants to actually hold from a grid perspective. It's interesting what you mentioned that a grid benefited somewhat from government support. I know in South Africa, our grid is not a writ, but our real estate investment trusts got little to no support from government other than TERS uh, for, you know, a lockdown and that sort of thing. So it's it's actually quite good to hear that Mauritius uh, or the government there came to the party, as it were. Um, coming back to yourself as a woman in the property industry, making global moves, how did you get into the property industry 
at the start, you have been involved for over a decade and were one of the first female executives in a GSE-listed property counter. I'm used to pioneering many firsts. Um, and, and just to give you a contextualized version of what those firsts are. So if you look at um, even the, the South African REIT uh, Association or, or sort of um, companies that are listed in South Africa, um, the n- number of female executives, CEOs especially, are few and far between. So, you know, becoming one of the few first female CEOs, um, becoming one of the first female CEOs listed on the Mauritian Stock Exchange, actually, um, and then being the first Mauritian business to list in London and first female African-led business to ever list in London um, is quite significant um, from pioneering a number of these firsts from a woman-led business. Um, and, you know, for myself, I often get asked the question because I deal in Africa. Um, there's obviously that there's a perception around real estate and Africa being very male-dominated. I re- remember when we f- first put Grit together, one of our big pension fund investors, you know, looked at me and he said to me, you know, you know, Bronwyn, how how do you think you're going to go into Nigeria and drink beer with that with the Nigerian men? Do you think you are able to do that to do deals? And I actually thought, you know, isn't that so typical? I mean, we're still good friends today, but you know, it's so typical of um, understanding where women are placed and where to place them with running sort of businesses of our nature. Um, and, you know, just starting out in the real estate industry, I'm a chartered accountant. Um, I did not have the benefit of my parents affording to send me to university. So I started articles straight out of school in Peter Maritzburg. Um, I worked and I studied my degree at the same time. So I believe that this has given me um, a work ethic. You know, I always say I might not outsmart you, but I'm going to outwork you. Because effectively, what it takes to pioneer a business in Africa and takes a woman um, to pioneer a business in Africa is extremely hard work and dedication. Um, and when you are shattering all these glass ceilings along the way, I've been asked by many a people about, you know, in Africa, in property, in real estate, in the UK now, being the only woman at the table. And I, th- and I, I believe that that brings a, a strength. Um, and I always say to my female colleagues, you know, we boast a number of board female members, um, half my team. I've got over 130 people that work for me now. Half my team are, are women. You know, I always state the fact of the matter is, is that, um, you know, it actually brings it brings an edge to a business. Um, and, you know, it brings a passion. It brings a, a sense of people belonging. You know, you would have seen, um, Serene, we rebranded our company to Grit. Um, and it really didn't go by chance. You know, I, I used a, a company to come up with a new um, brand for the business. And I was actually coming back from New York um, and sort of selling the African story. I think I had 200 meetings. Um, you know, people thought we were mad at the time putting this business together. Um, you know, people sort of heard of Africa, liked Africa, but didn't really want to put any money there. And I remember sort of hearing this podcast about the concept of grit, you know, and for me, the guts, resilience, innovation, tenacity, um, and the grit under your shoes when you walk across the plains of Africa. I mean, this is what we do. And I always said, you don't want to call your business grit for nothing, because ultimately we live and breathe that every day as we pioneer into these new regions. Um, And I think as a woman and being able to lead a woman of this, of of this, the uh, woman led business of this nature, um, I think brings to it a, a dimension that is um, is, is unique, um, and 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 it's a passion that I have. As you can see, I'm extremely passionate about what we do. Since it's Women's Month, I know you have answered the question somewhat, but tell us how did you make it in the industry? What advice do you have for young women wanting to get where you are today? 
So, Serena, I think, you know, the idea around um, being a woman in the industry, I think, is one, just understanding the, the concept of actually sitting at the table, um, the concept of actually having your voice heard, um, the fact that we don't need to be like men. Um, we bring such a, a unique dimension and dynamic to a business as a woman. Um, and we are different. We are different to men. I mean, we know that already, but it's about bringing the attributes of being a woman. And, you know, for me, one, I, as I've mentioned earlier, is that I have an unbelievable work ethic. Um, relationships are at the core and heart of what I do. Our entire business is founded on relationships, not just relationships with investors, but relationships with partners in Africa, relationships with our staff. Um, you know, the grit family of what I call the business, and it is very much today, these guys are so passionate about what they do. Um, and there were four of us seven years ago. There are over 130 people in the business today. When I moved to Mauritius, we all used to sit in one office. Um, today, we're building a new office in Grand Bay. And it is tremendous because it's amazing to see that people are able to establish their own careers within the grit business um, and be able to become CEOs of their own departments and CEOs of their own um, divisions. And I think what's really important about that is that um, even myself and my own attributes, because I've come from very little, because I've come from extremely humble beginnings, um, I want to see people succeed. You know, I want to see people grow. Um, and whether that's been a woman or whether that's been somebody that's come from a um, a humble start, the importance of seeing people grow and the importance of seeing um, the establishment of what we're doing and the impact that we can make in Africa. I must tell you, you know, the teams that we've set up in countries like Mozambique, countries like Morocco, um, having people that have never really understood real estate, being able to train people from cradle to grave in real estate. In my lifetime, I will never tip the iceberg of opportunity in Africa in real estate. Um, and that's what makes me so excited because, you know, there will be 10 other people behind me and it will be a legacy that I will be able to hand over and leave um, to be able to create what we see in South Africa today is a very sophisticated real estate market. The opportunity to create these in countries like Ghana, countries like Kenya is, is, is huge. And that is where it is so exciting taking real estate across Africa. Great. Uh, Bronwyn, it's, um, it's uh, fantastic, your story, but also you do have a CA degree. So you are a woman, but you've got the credentials behind it. So you you probably use that quite effectively in all your deal-making across the continent. Before we go, uh, Bronwyn, it's kind of a cliche question, but what are your future plans, both personally and perhaps at GRIT? Um, what would you hope to achieve within the next 10 years or so? So I, I think it's actually a very good question. You know, a big thing in life is, you know, what is the vision? Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer in saying to people, why do you do what you do? Because if, if, people, if people don't know why they do that, um, if people don't live for a cause, then they only have a job. And I don't want people working for me or people around me that only want to be here because they want a job. I want them to live a cause. So for me, the cause of grit and the cause of me, Bronwyn specifically, is to create something um, that nobody else has created to be able to have a platform where other people benefit, where there's growth in countries, growth in societies, growth in individuals, to have women like me given the opportunity to leverage the next opportunity and to work towards something that's bigger than them. And Serena, I've got two daughters, um, age 13 and, and almost 10, 
Um, and I have worked my entire life. I have traveled significantly, but I'm raising two rock star young ladies because they are so independent. They will be the future leaders of, of where we want to go into the future um, because I believe they have a very strong role model. So, you know, my, my parting comment to women is that I don't believe you can have it all because every day there's something you sacrifice. Um, and But what it means is that you can have it all if you believe in yourself and you give everything you need to in the moment that you're present. So when I'm a mother, I'm present. When I'm a CEO, I'm present. Um, when I'm in Africa, I'm present. When I'm meeting people, relationships, I've got so many people that support me and have supported me on this journey to listing Grit in London and it's because I've given them the time. Um, and we all are really excited together about what Africa holds. You know, I always say Africa is the last frontier of growth. And I really, really believe that. And it's how you navigate that growth and the partners you choose and the relationships you choose along the way, which is key. Thank you, Bronwyn. Just coming back uh, to the question, though, um, in terms of target, do you still see yourself at grit in 10 years' time? The property <laughs> industry is uh, changes, but it also, um, you have some players who are in the industry for their life. I am um, want to maybe put you on the spot and ask you, do you have a target, for example, with grit? Um, $800 million currently, five to 10-year targets? Just to give you an indication without giving too much information, you know, one of the reasons for doing the London listing and doing the premium segment um, step up, which happened in January of this year, is that we do want to be a FTSE 250 business. A FTSE 250 business means a market cap of probably three times of what I'm sitting on today. Um, so that just gives you the indication of what I want to achieve in the next five years. Um, and do I see myself in real estate and grit um, forever? Definitely. In different capacities? Absolutely, maybe. I would love to see other op other executives come through the business, but there's so much opportunity. You know, we've bought into a listed company in Botswana. I sit on that board. Um, you know, I'm able to assist on the growth of a local Botswana company. I see huge amounts of opportunity going forward in that perspective. But absolutely, I, I would like to, to run, and my team and I would like to run in five years' time a FTSE 250 business. Um, and that is a big ask and a big task, but we're definitively up for it. Bronwyn, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it on the property part at MoneyWeb. Thanks. Good to see you. That was Bronwyn Knight, co-founder and CEO of Grit Real Estate. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.